0: Hello and welcome to a brand new episode of the Beer and Biceps podcast. Uh, Today I'm imploring you to stop watching dieting documentaries, specifically ones on Netflix, uh, because they are all, absolutely every single one of them, fucking terrible. Um, I'm going to look at some of the main ones and explain why. Uh, A lot of this is going to be focused around what the health, because I think that's the most famous and possibly the worst. Um, But I've also got... um, Cowspiracy, fed up and supersized me to look through. Uh, and I'm drinking a uh, ice cream IPA from an Australian craft brewery, which is as hipster as you can get really in Nottingham. Um, and I'm surprisingly enjoying it. Right, so, what the health. Um, as far as I can tell, what the health was created by... A large group of vegans, and the entire point was to explain why the vegan diet is the best diet in the world, and all other diets are terrible. Um, obviously, uh, none of the people doing this are nutritionists, dietitians, or scientists. They are just vegans or journalists, um, but you know they, they present a strong case as to why you know vegan diet is the best and all other diets are terrible and um, the problem is that there is a lot of bad science going on with this um a lot so the the biggest problem i've got with the whole diet is that it compares a vegan diet to your typical american diet which and this is no offense to americans is possibly the worst diet there has ever been um At no point in history has the human diet ever led to this much amount of obesity, this amount of health complications or anything. So, you know, the standard American diet is actually a shockingly bad diet. So comparing any diet to it is, of course, going to make that first diet look good. Um, And if that was the whole point of the study was to say the vegan diet is better than a terrible diet then they'd probably be doing all right. But what they actually say is that a vegan diet is better than a diet that contains meat. And I would say, and most people would say, that um, the standard American diet that has led to more obesity in the world is not a good diet to compare it to. It's not a fair diet to compare it to. If you compare a vegan diet to um, one of the best diets in the world, the Mediterranean diet, the Mediterranean diet is actually a lot better in many ways, and I've, I've talked about this in the past. Um, it's a lot easier to follow um, culturally. It works a lot better. So, um, as I've said before about how um, vegans, it's getting easier, but a lot for a lot of vegans, they really struggle with eating with family or eating out in restaurants and stuff like that. In a Mediterranean diet, it is literally the whole family eats it. It makes it easy for everyone to eat. Um, a Mediterranean diet uh, contains better protein sources um, it's much more varied um, it's more enjoyable it's easier to deal with and it's less restrictive but anyway i um, kind of going off topic but if they'd compared their you know that, that those two diets um, they would not have found that vegan diets were healthier so obviously they didn't compare it because it was not useful to their argument um, and another thing that uh, a lot. The thing is, what you'll find as I go through this is that th- these diet documentaries are actually a symptom of the uh, lack of knowledge that the nutrition industry actually has. Um, and it's nothing against uh people in nutrition, like the best people in in it. Like, so maybe John Berardi of Precision Nutrition. What he actually says is that um, he you know he's. Happy to say, he doesn't know the answer because it's quite a new science compared to, like, you know, a lot of chemistry or anything like that. You know, which have been around for hundreds of years. Uh, I obviously know nothing about chemistry, um, but you get the idea. It's quite a new subject, and it's quite small, and studies are really hard to do because there's so many um, factors that can affect it. So it's quite easy for charlatans to. Misrepresent it and they do that all the time. But yes, one of the problems with a lot of studies with into vegans is, and this may change in the future actually, but a lot of the people who follow vegan diets tend to be very health conscious anyway. A lot of people chose a vegan diet because they were already healthy um, and they already cared about the environment and they already exercised and they already did yoga. Um, that's changing now i'd say you know in 10 years because a lot of people who are now overweight are following it and they will definitely see improvements in their health because of it but they would still be overweight um so you know that could change the thing but at the moment a lot of the people who were vegans in the early 2000s were doing it because they were already healthy so comparing them to somebody who's very unhealthy on a normal diet is not a fair comparison it's um because of course the other person's going to be more unhealthy because everything about their lifestyle is less healthy uh, and they're not health conscious. If you compared um, vegans who were very health conscious with meat eaters who were very health conscious, that would completely change the study. Um, But they didn't do that. And again, that wouldn't help the documentary. Um, The documentary also made a lot of um, statements that are categorically untrue. Uh, The biggest one they ever said was that um, eating processed meat, or in fact eating any meat, is as dangerous as smoking. Uh, This is just an example of a complete misrepresentation of what the actual science said. So um, we'll start off with um, every single person in the world uh, has a 5% chance of getting colorectal cancer in their life. If you ate processed meat for the rest of your life, every single day... You would have a six percent chance of colorectal cancer that's according to the world health organization who are you know the gold standard on this sort of stuff so you're increasing your chances of colorectal cancer by one percent and that's not a you know i'm not dismissing that that's actually you know that's a bad thing you know you do not want to increase your chances of colorectal cancer but let's put it in context you could live a completely meat-free life and have a five percent chance or you could eat the worst meat-filled diet of your life, you know, ever, and have a 6% chance. So it's not the same as smoking at all, which increases your chance of, you know, lung cancer. I don't know the specifics, but by massive amounts. Um, What the World Health Organization actually said was that the link between eating processed meat and colorectal cancer increase was as well established as that between smoking cigarettes and lung cancer. So they're not saying that the two are the same at all. What they're saying is they know that smoking causes lung cancer, and they know that eating processed meat causes doesn't cause increases the likelihood of colorectal cancer, but they're not equating them as the same thing. Um, I I you know I'm, I'm too stupid to think of an example of how that would work in real life, but. You need to understand that increasing your chances of colorectal cancer from 5% to 6% is not the same as smoking cigarettes every day of your life, and it is incredibly stupid of that. Either incredibly stupid of them to do that, or they were just straight out lying to prove a point. I think that it was a mixture of the two. I think that what they were doing was uh, searching for evidence that suited their argument and not really reading studies properly, and... Um, But yeah, so another thing they said was that eating eggs was as bad as smoking five cigarettes a day. This was even stupider. Like, even people who don't know enough about nutrition are probably aware that the idea that eggs giving you cholesterol and that cholesterol being bad for you is outdated. Um, It's not. Eggs uh, do increase cholesterol, but they increase... um, hdl cholesterol which is the good cholesterol which can actually help lower your overall cholesterol over time because hdl cholesterol can remove uh, ldl cholesterol or bad cholesterol um this has been known for decades so i don't know why they st- were still portraying this because they must have known it would get fact checked um even like the world health organization who are very good, but notoriously slow about stuff. They they are actually removed cholesterol from their list of concerns. So you know when they're saying that it's okay to eat, it's fine to eat. Um, also, the argument that people have been eating eggs for thousands of years and not been you know and not been dying from cholesterol related diseases maybe proves a point. I don't know. Um, they also said that milk causes cancer. Um, there is no evidence that. Drinking milk or eating dairy causes cancer. Um, there have been studies that have shown that it might increase your chances slightly. There have been many more studies that found no um, change whatsoever. And then there's also been studies that have showed that eating, um, consuming dairy products has lowered the risk of cancer. So to say to ignore all the studies that found no change and the studies that found that it actually reduced your risk and just to say, oh yeah, it increases it, is uh, negligent or dishonest um they also said that eating meat could increase your risk of diabetes by 51 percent uh the actual number is nothing like that it's not true again and all of this stuff was just easily verified like you know if you want you can type in do exactly what i did and type in the into wikipedia and see what the scientific community says and it's it's baffling to me how anyone could watch a documentary about something like this and then not just quickly check wikipedia to see if it's rubbish or not i do that to everything i ever watch because i don't like being lied to and you get lied to constantly by these documentaries um cowspiracy it's not so much a diet related um documentary it's an environmental one um but they said The entire basis of cowspiracy is that um, agricultural, um, animal agriculture, so, you know, cows and all that sort of stuff, um, produces 51% of um, greenhouse gas emissions, Uh, but this flies in the face of what scientists are actually saying, which is that the majority cause of greenhouse gas emissions is fossil fuel emissions, and that... Um, animal agriculture only can uh contributes 15 percent now 15 percent is a lot and obviously we should be looking ways to reduce that uh but why lie why massively lie and then you know get called out by the actual scientists that you're saying back up your opinion like it's just crazy um fed up is one of my i really dislike this documentary it's um was one of the sugar equals evil sort of documentaries. There was a lot of them. Um, again, it was based on uh, scientific studies, one of which they said was that if you drink a can of soda every single day, you are more likely to die of cancer or something like that. Um, the scientists who study it, actually, they were citing, actually came out and said that this is not what we were said saying at all and this has been completely misrepresented. Um, all of the experts, pretty much all of the experts in that study, were politicians or journalists, not scientists, not physicians. Um, if you actually look, there's an article by Harriet Hall on science-based medicine, and she just absolutely crushes this documentary. Like she just looks, she just says that all of the facts, almost all the facts that they stated, were completely incorrect. Um, they were either made up or they were misrepresented, as the scientists had said before. Um, And it was clear that the people who'd started the documentary had an agenda and they were just following exactly what they wanted to do, uh, wanted the documentary to say. And that's not what you're supposed to do with documentaries. You don't come up with the answer and then investigate it. You come up with a theory and then you look at it. And if that theory is wrong, you damn well say it is. In fact, with many documentaries, you're not even supposed to have an answer. You're supposed to look into it, but they're not doing that. They're they're writing the final chapter and then starting at chapter one, which I think is what J.K. Rowling did. So maybe that does work as a literary device, but it's certainly not what you're supposed to do with science. Uh, the fine—I Believe me, I could have gone on and on, on, on and on with this. It was absolutely crazy how many documentaries just straight up lied. Uh, but I thought I'd finish off this little rant with um, the mother of all diet documentaries, Super Size Me. If you're around about my age, so in your thirties, and that would have put you around about fifteen or sixteen when Super Size Me came out, uh, maybe a bit older. I've realised there are many, many people aged different, different ages in in thirties, but yeah, round about that sort of age. Um, so I remember this coming out, and I was doing uh, sports science at college, and we actually watched this as an as a lesson because. I cannot stress this enough. Sports science teachers can be lazy at uh, college, um, <laughs> but yeah, this was taught with a straight face as if this was fact to us. Um, but it's actually terrible, really bad science. Um, Morgan Spurlock, the guy who created the documentary, um, he clearly had an agenda, which was that fast food is unhealthy, and that's a pretty, um, you know, it's a pretty fair agenda. But the way he went about trying to prove it was just as stupid as possible, and it didn't prove anything. Um, so, what he wanted to prove was that eating McDonald's was bad for your health. So, the way he went about doing that was to intentionally consume over 5,000 calories per day and to reduce the amount of calories burned by reducing the amount of steps he walked. Now, what is that proving? 5,000 calories a day, when the average for a man should be about 2,400, you're eating more than double the amount of calories you should be eating. So what? what's your point? That you're going to gain weight? Of course you're going to gain weight. You're eating double the amount of food you should. If he'd eaten 5,000 calories of vegan, you know, vegan salads, he would have gained weight on that diet because it was 5,000 calories a day. And... He reduced his steps i remember the reason he said it was that the average american only walks this amount of steps so i'm only going to give myself that amount of steps does the average average american eat 5000 calories and if they do is that mcdonald's fault no that's them eating 5000 calories a day like believe me i have complete um understanding as the causes of obesity um, and a lot of sympathy with anyone who's got it. I know there are hundreds of reasons behind it. But if you're eating 5,000 calories worth of McDonald's every single day and purposefully not walking as much as you, sh- you know, even a quarter of what a human should be, of course you're going to become overweight and obese. Like, what was his point? Um, his point was to make a documentary that sold loads, but th- he didn't prove anything about McDonald's. Um, then also at the end of the documentary um, they tacked on a bit where he lost all his weight thanks to a detox diet now I don't even want to get into how much of a scam detox diets are they're a complete joke they're snake oil they've been scientifically proven to be a complete fraudulent diet Um, but guess who the diet that he followed was invented by his wife and what did she do? she sold a book of that diet so I mean... Is there any integrity in Morgan Spurlock or his wife at all here? And I can't see how there can be, because he's intentionally gaining weight to prove a point, and then he's following a crap diet that he then financially benefits from as the scientific answer to his problems. You know, this is exactly what's wrong with diet documentaries. Um, they're all misleading. They all misrepresent facts. They don't use a lit. Uh, they don't use credible scientists. They either use crazy scientists who go against the grain, um, and some of them literally go against grain. That's probably the cleverest pun I've ever made, and I did it by accident. Um, they use out-of-date studies, like the one about um, what was the one uh, in the um, what the health documentary. They used um, out-of-date science which has been proven to talk about uh, the cholesterol and eggs. They use outdated studies or they just misrepresent the studies themselves to the point where the scientists who actually did the study have to say, no, hang on, that's not you know that's not what we said. They're getting financial incentives for doing this, which, you know, that should never be the case if you're trying to do a real documentary. Um, and they've clearly got an obvious bias, which again, everyone has a bias like but scientists try their hardest to avoid that bias and that's why you get science you know they're peer-reviewed you know other scientists look at it and say okay well you know let's try and prove this wrong to make sure that it's right um, or let's try and In fact, that's not what they do, but they look at it with fresh eyes and as little bias as they can, and different people look at it, and they work at it, and they work at it. And if the study does seem to work, other scientists will do similar studies to test that hypothesis. Diet documentaries try to skip all that, and then they just give it to you as if it's fact. And the worst thing about it is that if you went out in the street and talked to 10 people, firstly, none of them would remember, but if you talked to 10 people who had any opinion about vegan food or dairy or sugar or grain or mcdonald's they wouldn't be talking about the scientific studies they'd be talking about the diet documentaries but the diet documentaries aren't regulated in any way there's absolutely nothing stopping from di- stopping these diet documentary people from making it up and they are um because what you know scientists will go oh yeah actually that's not true but you know that's one little sentence in a wikipedia page that nobody's reading. Whereas the people selling the documentaries are like making millions out of fake diet books that are talking absolute crap. Or, you know, or they're not making money, but they've just straight up lied, you know, to prove an agenda. I mean, don't get me wrong. I quite understand the irony of me talking on a podcast that's completely unregulated, but at least I'm sort of qualified. You know, I went to university, studied sports science have got a qualification from Precision Nutrition. Have got my Register of Exercise Professional Certificate. Have years of experience, and as a fitness writer and as a personal trainer, at least I've got some credentials for this. And I'm just using the information from other people, which I will then reference in the on the blog when I put this up. Um, and i you know, I, I'm looking at Harriet Hall, who's a retired physician and runs science-based medicine whose work is constantly looked at by other scientists that's I'm using her information and I'm going to credit her I'm literally doing it now that's how science should be it should be not saying you know the answer or not having the answer and then looking to support it if a study you know if a study doesn't back up what you say then you are obligated to say that yeah okay so six studies may approve agree with me but 24 studies disagree with me i can't then just talk about the six studies i've got to talk about the 21 as well at least give them a passing mention um and when you do have a study and you're about to put a t you know a documentary that's going out to millions of people contact the scientists they'd love to hear from you they're not difficult to get they stick their bloody email address and phone numbers at the end of a lot of these things they've got not much else to do talk to them they would be happy to talk to you and if they don't then at least you've tried Right, so that's my problem with diet documentaries. Um, Yes, so the beer, um, it's from an Australian brewery called Moondog Craft Brewery. And the beer itself is called Splice of Heaven, um, which apparently is a pun of Slice of Heaven by a New Zealand reggae group called The Herbs. I guess if you're Australian you're probably laughing your ass off right now but as a Brit I have no idea what's going on Um, the description of the beer is pine lime ice cream IPA pine for pineapple lime for lime and the ice cream is vanilla and it's an IPA Um, and yeah it's fine Um, I can't say I really taste the pineapple or the lime Um, it just reminds me of a slightly bitter IPA it's fine Um, I I, to to be honest when I was doing this just before I did this podcast I went to pick out the beer um, and I was doing it in I keep all my beer in my outhouse because I live in Nottingham and we all have outhouses Um, and I didn't have any lights on there because it's an outhouse so I was just picking up random cans and I picked about three different really boring looking ones. And then I saw this one was like, I bet I'm going to absolutely hate this, but you know, it'll be fun to do on the podcast. Um, so I was not expecting to like it, but yeah, it's fine. Um, it's a bit bitter, as I said, for my personal taste. Um, but I'll quite happily drink all of it. Um, and yeah, I, I imagine that people who like ice cream IPAs of which I'm not normally one would really like this. Um, Anyway, I'm going to stop this podcast now because my dog's about to bark. All right, have a good one and talk to you next week.